You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, it's uh, fantastic to be here. I, I, I love doing this podcast. We've been doing it over and over since, like, the dawn of time. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. I didn't mean to even cut that part out. I don't want to oh, reveal to our listeners that we've been doing a podcast for, for 400 centuries. But, <clears throat> I mean, like, of course, the older versions were just, like, you know, rock walls. and uh, Yeah, we scratch. were just, like, sitting in a square rambling mm-hmm. about a shakespeare play uh or just you know carving on the rock wall that one carving i did to describe how much i didn't like fire remember how much mm-hmm. i didn't like fire at first uh, then after yeah. a while i couldn't get enough of fire <laughs> yeah it, it, it didn't reach its promise until later until yeah. the sequels yeah. yeah 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 i think they really they really uh they really patched out some of the pucks <laughs> later on it was much more enjoyable but boy you loved hunter gatherer i sure did love Oh, Hunter Gatherer. Oh boy. Um, if you can guess by those jokes, <laughs> which I don't imagine anyone could, <laughs> we're talking about the old guard today. Uh, a Netflix original that came out this year, which is fun to think of that we have movies coming out this year. Yeah, it's nice that something is still in existence. So it's fun. It's fun to cover movies uh, that that are new. Uh, an experience that I think we'll all learn to forget uh, over the mm-hmm. course of uh, of time, as long as time remains to exist. Uh, oh boy, I've depressed myself, folks. All right, just do the rest of the episode. I'm, oh, I'm gonna lay down. Oh. Okay. Well, let me tell you about how I hate everything. Okay, it's all gonna end, huh? Ben. I'd say I'd say it was a pretty good run, but it wasn't even that good. I'm gonna need you to step back from the edge, buddy. I can't fill an all hour. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well. Uh, Charlize Theron has got a gun. Oh, I'm going back down. Oh, fuck. Oh, I will geez. say, uh, we, uh, our friend, friend of the show, uh, Schulte, told me that, that we should do this. And uh, I purposely did not look up what it was because I could not remember what the comic was. I remembered hearing its name, but I couldn't remember what it was about. So I went in watching this movie being like, I don't know what the fuck this movie's about. <laughs> oh, Pokes. Now, you see, uh, your co-host here did a, did a different story. I, I recalled this was a comic book film, something that didn't occur to me right away when I heard about it coming out. And then I bought the comic and read, or at least read the first trade before, uh, uh, before uh, watching the film. So, I mean, it's like one of us isn't even trying. And it's me, guys. It's me. Can I tell you, though, within uh, 30 seconds, I was like, oh, okay, I already know the plot. <laughs> I got this one figured out. And I would say, pokes, 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 you pessimistic asshole. Of course you can't... Oh, no, he's right. Oh, no, he's right. (laughs) The movie really starts off being like... To be... I mean... (laughs) And then 12 minutes later, they're like, yeah, you thought this was going to be the end of the movie, but it was just 12 minutes in the future. Uh, to be clear, uh, uh, getting getting into the film uh, as we do, uh, I didn't have a bad time. I want to establish this up front because sometimes it's so easy to jump into to the... Um, the criticism that it's it's hard to uh it's hard to, to take any time on the compliments but i actually enjoyed myself looking at my notes i've got quite a few notes that are on the whole positive uh i would say that i mean i mean my note sheet is on the whole positive i mean to say um where i, I i've got lots of notes about enjoying some of the action sequences enjoying on enjoying some of the things they expanded upon um that i didn't think they were going to expand upon but yeah ultimately after a finish i was like that was fun but I did not sense a lot of depth uh, by yeah. the end of it. While watching it, I was like, oh, this is like actually 
well done. Like the fight scenes are interesting. Uh, it's like good cinematography for the most part, good acting, you know, passable dialogue and stuff. But as the movie kind of went on, I was just like, I don't know. It's like, it's, I said to Ben before recording this, it's like a paint by numbers movie, but I still like while watching it at no point was, I was like, wow, this is bad. Or I'm not enjoying this. I was like, Oh, this is good. I like Shirley, at least they're on. I like that. She's yeah. like gone straight into that badass role after, uh, I, I agree too uh, about Furiosa and then she's yeah. in a f- f- fantastic or fantastic Fast and the Furious Fantastic Four movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting my names confused, but now I want that movie to exist. Yes, uh, the thing and the uh, old Mustang. I just want no, I want no, I want him in like a big monster truck, you know, oh, like a big or, big sense. orange monster truck. That's no one's ever in a monster truck in those movies. Anyway, that's the for Rock tries a really big Jeep in one of them. Um. <laughs> It's like the saddest justification I think I've ever said. <laughs> well, the rock's in kind of a big jeep in one. A rock has big car in one. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and I don't know why I'm jealous. If I give a shit about the Fast and the Furious movies, I don't know why I'm defending them to you. Jeez, Pokes. Sorry, I didn't mean to strike a nerve by by ripping on the Fast and the Furious movie. I forgot that I'm you were a real FF furious head. Mm, I don't actually. Uh. I don't like that. I forgot that you got Me Familia tattooed on your arm, so I'll, I'll back off. Jeez. That's right. Uh, I only um, wear uh, tank tops, guys. <laughs> Exclusively. Um, well, the, you know, the effect is different with a tank top, right? Because when like, an action hero wears a tank top like around, you're like, hell yeah, he looks badass. But if I'm like out and there's a guy in a tank top like in line at the grocery store, I'm like, ew. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I look like the... You remember the neighbor from Aqua Teen Hunger Force? That's what I would look like in a tank top. You look like Carl? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm also whiter than white tank tank tops could be. (laughs) So it looks like they're... Like, I'm wearing a, like, a mauve or, like, you know, like, some sort of, like, cream-colored tank top instead because I'm a Casper. (laughs) Casper the Friendly Ghost, in case that... I don't know if that's a term that means something worse. I just want to go out to say I was referring to a ghost only. I mean, Casper the Ghost, at least. But yes. um, uh, the old guard. Uh, uh, oh, right. Does... We were doing a podcast. <laughs> I, I will say right away, getting getting this out, because usually we talk about this at the top. Uh, I did read the comic and the graphic novel, I, I must say, is basically is basically the storyboard for the film. Um, the very end has some different uh, different handling of the villain and how they're captured and kind of like how the how the final events unfold. In fact, it's, it's actually quite quick in the uh, end comic, how much they resolve the situation with uh, the corporation and like the evil, the evil, oh, the, uh, the evil guy who I like, they cast somebody whose eyes were too close together. Excuse Always. me. Are you dunking on Dudley Dursley? How dare you? Oh how dare God. you? This, I recognize him I right away because of your middle name. I recognize him right away. Uh, that's the, uh, that's the chubby uh, old, like older adopted brother of Harry Potter. From all the Harry Potter films. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, yeah. Remember that little little chubster, uh, young about presents. That's him. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he's and I'm, this is not like me trying to be like superficial, but his eyes are like close set in his head, which I think makes a perfect villain because I don't know why, but I just don't trust it. Look, I'll just give you yes. Also, he he's a, wearing a uh, sport coat with a hooded sweatshirt, and that just tells you a person's a douchebag. And that is one way the movie went the opposite way of the book because the, the which may have been the right choice honestly because the the CEO like the pharma CEO Merrick actually is the same name uh, in the comic is more like 
Um, sorry, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, what's the guy who? It's more like if if Jared Leto was doing the part as Jared Leto. <laughs> Oh, like, oh. Like, the CEO oh. in the comic has like full tattoos and like like and like a, a shaved like a, like a, an undercut, like you know like a flock of seagulls undercut kind of like oh. super super badass look. That's great, Ben. Thanks for dating us older than we actually are by <laughs> making a reference to flock of seagulls. Um, but yeah, you guys like, remember mid '80s uh, <laughs> rock icons. <laughs> He's more of like a like a conventional like uh like like. Like, yes, conventional douchebag, more so than like this sort of like weird, like I, I assume child prodigy or something. Is what yeah, yeah, it felt is. like he was supposed to be like, like Facebook rich crit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Very much like uh, a non wax person version of, <laughs> but everything else, I mean, like all the characters' names, uh, their looks are extremely similar to the, uh, to the book. Um, I, other than Booker, who I think looks a little more like. A little like a little uglier. They made Booker too a little more far more handsome than he was in, in the book apparently. Keep but like pants. <laughs> uh Joe and Nikki are exactly as they look. Uh same same origin story. I will say just uh, to, to, to to talk about the, the comic just a little bit more. The thing that I missed in the movie, which isn't really the movie's fault because I don't think they had time for it considering that the runtime of this film was actually on the longer side. Um which I did, I will say it didn't feel that way. Uh because yeah, I watched I, when you just said that also it made me a realize i don't know how long the movie was i didn't pay attention um it is a i'll, I'll pull it up here but uh I, I watched it today because i was behind uh and typically if i have to like finish a movie before we record i'm usually skipping i'm usually like come on all right come on i need to get to the content so i can like i, I can talk about it but i was uh i was not doing that i was having a hard time i tried it a couple times but then i had to keep backing up because i wanted to actually hear the story unfold and i wanted to hear like the scenes uh, uh, complete, but this movie what, what is the runtime? It was like it was like two hours, I think. Was it? All right. Um, that's at least a good sign, you know. One hundred twenty-five minutes. Yeah. There's minutes. nothing worse than when you watch a movie and you can tell exactly how long it is at the end because that means you paid attention to how long it was, and that's but, one of yeah. the worst things that can happen while you're watching a movie is when you're like, "How long has this been?" <laughs> Or how much more do I have? That's the, yeah. that's the worst. Review. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of these movies are me pausing it to be like, there can't possibly be more than forty minutes more, right? Please. A question we often ask ourselves with this podcast: How much longer must I suffer? Uh, it's it's always, usually whenever I ask, it's always an hour and fifteen minutes. More. <laughs> no matter how much of a movie I've watched, there's still somehow an hour and fifteen minutes left. You just have seventy-five minutes tattooed on you. It's just like a yeah, that's on my other arm across from me. <laughs> Really building a whole sleeve for you. Yeah, they're um, not great tattoos, guys. But the, the the one thing I did wanted to say that I missed from the comics is that they gave you a little like peaks of history at at uh, Nikki uh, leader, but you only get sort of like vague descriptions of the um of the history of the other characters. Like you know where they're from. Like they talk about how Joey, uh, J- no, not Nikki, uh, Andy. Sorry, Andy is the main character. Um. They talk about how Joe and Nikki, you know, like fought in the Crusades against each other and kept killing each other until they realized that they each couldn't die and then they, you know, became lovers eventually. Uh, which again, I, I like those guys probably the most out of the whole crew. Um, mm-hmm. But but in the books, there's like a lot more sort of exposure of like what they went through and like the traumas that they saw in their long lifespan. Stuff that's only like hinted at with some really like, kind of like often vague and 
not very interesting lines. Like I want to yeah, know way I, more about their history. Yeah, that was something. That was one of the notes I had was for a movie about people who have lived forever. I ain't seeing anything about like they they were, they had like a couple of key, like flashbacks, but they were so vague. They could have just been like at a Ren fair. Like the situations they would show them in, they look like one time they just looked like they were on the set of that most recent Conan movie they tried to do with Jason Momoa. And that, I was like, wait, where are they supposed to be? Uh, that was another problem I think I had is that even though I wanted way more of the um, uh, of the of the the history of their of their lives, um, the times that we did take peeks back looked really weird. Like yeah. seeing seeing Charlize Theron like wearing that outfit just it looked like it looked, yeah. just looked like cosplay. It never looked like it was correct. That was like I don't know. My one like when they cut back, it looked like have you ever seen like five minutes of that Badlands TV show? Where it's yeah. like everybody's everybody's dressed like they're like some absurd like Ren Fair cosplayer from just like one guy's like, Well, I'm uh, steampunk and the other person's like, I'm an eighteenth century ninja and you're like, What? And the other person's like, I'm Victorian Jack the Ripper, if he only used broadswords and you just can't figure out what the fuck's going on. That's what it looked like when they cut back. Like when she's in a fight scene, every person around her is just like in a random outfit. So I couldn't even figure out what time period it was supposed to be. And her and the, I also thought it was just kind of weird. It's like when she found this, this other uh, immortal, she's like walking through the desert. Then when they cut to her later, she's always dressed in like period specific Chinese clothing. And I was like, I, why, why would she like, you know what I mean? It's just so weird. It's like one of those things where they were like, maybe people won't realize it's her unless we make sure she looks as Chinese as possible. Cause I think she has like the the uh like the straw rice hat thing that you know that like is kind of like synonymous with asia and i was i just couldn't figure out i was like why wouldn't they just both be dressing where like the clothes of whatever country they're in like yeah are they going to a tailor and describing clothes they they would have never seen and been like i need you to make me the following outfit it's possibly a little bit of a miss because I, I really wanted to know so much more and that's the problem with the graphic novel does a lot more in fact and i'll talk about it a little bit later is it helps make Booker's turn a little more understood because his yes. history, that his was history something, is little, yeah. Like they it's, hint at that he's upset because he couldn't save his son, and you're like, oh, okay, but they never even really address it again. Like he never justifies it when he's with them. He's never like, look, you know, I had to watch my children die and I could have saved them. You know, like what if what if they could have done something? Then it would have made him. But it's up to the audience to be like, I guess that's why you did it, which is sort of like a bummer. Uh, yeah, and and the book does more to describe. Like you get the taste you get from the book, at least in the first trade, is that Booker, um, Booker served in like he was he was alive during uh, like Napoleon's attempt to conquer uh, Asia and Russia. And he was a part of Napoleon's army. And there's actually a really great sequence that I liked a lot where like, uh, I think it's, I think it's Andy is, is narrating and talking about how Napoleon and Hitler made the same mistake. Not that, that conquering the land of Asia was that hard or that the winters were, as, were, were just as harsh as they expected, but they didn't realize that how much, how much the Russians understood hatred that the Russians would burn their own towns before Napoleon's armies got there so that there was nothing for them to take. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that was a really cool concept to, like, spell out. I don't know why I liked it a lot, but it was a side note. But they talk about how he was 
conscripted into Napoleon's army because he was a counterfeiter that was caught and imprisoned, and that was the choice that he made. And then once Napoleon was ground into dust in, uh, trying to cross, you know, Russia and Asia, that they um, that he, he he like switched sides uh, to to join the Russians, and then they caught him, and then they hung him, and then he escaped and joined a different. And they established that he's a survivor. An unscrupulous survivor with a, with like a tenuous concept of loyalty, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea that he would then sign up with a new like modern conqueror, like a corporate, you know, like a corporate god, makes a little just just a little bit more sense. Whereas the Booker in the movie or the movie is exclusively good and nice yes. from start to finish. <laughs> and also, th- this was another time where the flashback made no sense to me because he talked about how he served with Napoleon, and I was like, all right. I don't know a lot about Napoleon, but like, I think Napoleon died in the early 1800s. But then when they cut to him with his son, who's like dying of, I forget what he had. They're like, they look like they're in like 1890s Victorian England. And I'm like, no, that can't possibly be right. <laughs> like, I don't think they researched what people dread. Like, and it was also very weird. I don't know. Because, like, he was like, my son died when he was 42. I was like, would he even have been able to tell that you were that much younger than... Like, you know, that you hadn't aged? 42 is really young to die. Um, but that... I think that was something that was missing. Is, like, sort of... They'd never explained enough about why Booker turned. Because he seems to be, like you said, a very good guy. And then they don't do enough to explain that his turn was supposed to be altruistic. Like, it seems like, in a way, almost, he's doing it for like a game and then they turn on him but it's supposed to be no he's doing it for altruism but they don't like explain it enough which i thought was kind of weird because then you just have this character and at the end you're supposed to feel bad for him like you guys really didn't set up enough to explain that he wasn't a bad person like it just seems like he was a bad person who got double crossed yeah no i agree i think I, i don't think they gave his character anywhere near enough depth to make him interesting. That was the problem with a couple of the characters. Because I think Andy's quiet reverence makes sense. Considering, uh, by the way, the comic book also does establish her age. Do you want to hear it? Yes. She is 6,732 years old. She wow. thinks. Which she would put thinks. her which would put her somewhere, um, somewhere vaguely after calendars were even created. So it puts her somewhere... Like in like the year four thousand seven hundred and something. So like like like, and the stone uh, the stone age was considered to have ended around five thousand BC. So she is just like just shy of the stone age is when she start when she was born. Um, th- she thinks she says that she thinks she's, she's definitely not any less old than that, but she might be older than that. They do make a good comment that she's like people ask like how could she not know stuff? And she's like well it's like she's like the human mind can only have so many memories and it's like yeah. four thousand years. Like how can you th- remember all of that? Yeah she um, she always refers to herself as the the Scythian. I don't know how you actually say the word. because uh, they don't say they don't sound like they're saying the word I guess it's no, I guess Scythians. And yeah, they were like nomads in siberia in like early bc like yeah bc and someone so. did someone did all the ages actually um uh quinn or, or quine uh the the asian woman that she's uh partnered with in the early the early uh flashbacks is approximately 1500 years old uh yusuf and uh and uh, nicolo or or uh joe and nikki are both respectively somewhere between 950 uh, somewhere in the 950 range years old and then 
Booker's just two, 250 years old, and then of course Nile is just now like 26 or whatever. So those are, those are, those are the ages of the old guard based on the movie and the comics, which are pretty consistent. Hmm. So the the idea, the fathom of being alive from like 5,000 <laughs> to like 10 before you meet another person that's like you i mean i i, I don't know what that makes a person <laughs> yeah just, i would assume that she would be insane I, like i just don't think a person could live that long and not go insane but you you brought up uh, is it queen yes i think like yeah okay um as soon as they introduced her i was like oh well like the the after credit scene in this movie could not have been more telegraphed yeah for sure like it was as telegraphed as like the fifth reference to thanos in the marvel movies where you're like i wonder if thanos will be in this one (laughs) but it also brought up a question that i had where they were like well we like she was stuck in this iron thing in the ocean screaming blah 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 it's like um after probably like 75 years that metal would have rusted and she would have been able to break out pretty easily so yeah it wouldn't have been that hard for like Iron rusts real easy in the ocean. You ever seen the Titanic? It ain't great. <laughs> and that was not that long ago. So in my I, mind, I was like, well, she's definitely out by now. And they've just somehow never found her again, which seems unlikely. I will say that scene upset me uh, because I've always thought oh, like... that would be horrifying. I, I've daydreamed about like, oh, what if you were immortal or whatever? You know, you're that kind of... And the, the scariest thing is being imprisoned or buried alive. The scariest fucking things that could happen in that scenario. And I didn't yes. think of one where you're buried in a coffin in the ocean and drowning every 10 seconds. Like, oh, holy uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess think... you would thankfully go insane pretty quick so you wouldn't know what was going on anymore, but... I don't think the comics or the movie, I think maybe even properly encapsulate what a... Or even, like, properly imagine what a person would be like after all that. You know what I mean? Because yes. Andy's pretty affable for someone who's experienced. Yeah, and that was, like, my, my one sort of problem was with the end scene, too, when they introduce her and she's like, oh, Booker, it's nice to meet you. I'm like, that woman would be stark raving mad. Like, there'd yeah. be no way to turn her unmad. She, like, Which I think is you more interesting. dying over and over. Even if they found her in, like, two months... She's dying every four minutes, at, or every three minutes at best. You know, how long can you hold your breath? So, I mean, like, that would be... She would just be mad, like, stark raving mad. But here she seems very put together, and she's going to be the next bad guy. And I'm like, ah, that's kind of... I was really... I was kind of bummed that that's what ended up happening. Yeah, I almost wanted her to be, like, a feral monster that, that they, I was they drag hoping, out of the ocean. <laughs> I was hoping that they were going to find out that... Um, because, you know, the guy kept talking about rival pharmacy companies. like, And oh. I was hoping they were going to cut to one of them at the end. And they were going to be like, you know, did you hear Merrick or whatever is out of business? And they were going to chuckle. And then they were going to, like, pan out. And there was going to be like, guys in a lab. And she was going to be, like, chained up. And she was going to be, like, screaming or, like, you know, mad. And I was like, ooh, that could be interesting. That she gets that out and better, she's mad. Actually. Or that they find out that she's alive and they go to rescue her but she's gone mad and you know i just it, to me that's more interesting than her coming back and being like guess what i want revenge because these people who had no actual means of finding me because let's face it you know how hard it would be to find an object in the ocean we still can't tell whether or not amelia Earhart, where she crashed yeah and, and then, we've and sunk and... so much money into that. 
And five, all you... five people with no expertise are not going to find one coffin in the ocean. Yeah, especially when that coffin was dropped off of like an ancient ship, like yes. long before we had any information that would have helped us like find it. Yeah, yeah. Even if they did tell her, you'd still be like, well, it's probably like thousands of miles based on some guy being like, well, a star was this direction. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, so I, I just, I, I was kind of bummed that that seems to be what they're setting up, is she's going to be the bad guy in the next one, and that they're going to make, like, Booker be a bad guy, too, and I'm like, no, that doesn't make any sense. He knows what he did was wrong. Yeah, again, I, I kind of wish they just, because I, I like Yosef, uh, or Joe and Nikki's whole whole concept, that they, like, were, like, people that just, like, functioned purely on hate, and then they found, uh, found a way to love each other, and they have this, like, fun connection. And a lot of the scenes in the in the in the comic or in the book, like the, where they kill all the guards in the in the van, uh, and 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 some of like the, the the medical scenes. But here's the problems that I started to have later in the movie, um, because we're not we're not obviously going with any sort of consistency in narrative. Uh, is that I don't know why they're not better at what they do. They're pretty. Yes. They're pretty good. Like well, they, it's, there's lots it's, of scenes where like it's almost like five John Wicks are rolling around, yes. which is great. Which is great. But also there's times where, like, we can't be careful fighting this guy. He's ex-Special Forces. He's very good. I'm like, okay, but but if he if he's fought people for a lifetime and you fought people for 1,000 1, lifetimes, why is he a threat? Like, why aren't yes. you better at this? <laughs> that was this, – this also raised a problem I had – with this movie which is and this this isn't a lot of action movies it's it's probably one of the biggest faults in action movies a person to establish that they are a badass is shown doing something absurd they kill those people in that room through like this like you said john wick choreographed like the one guy like smacks the guy with his shotgun and lets it swing down and hit the ground and fire and then like pumps it as it's firing to like load another shell and you're like wow this is really awesome and then Later, they just get beat up by ordinary people. And I'm like, I don't understand. They're either super great at everything they do, which you've established, or they can just get beat up by anybody who spent some time. And also, like, they're like, this guy's ex-Special Forces. It's like, yeah, but he's been security for a pharmacy company. How many times has he gotten in a fight since then? You know, like, just because you're ex-Special Forces doesn't mean you're always as good as Special Forces. Those people have to continue to train. You could just give up and live, you know, a, a plush lifestyle. And that's like yeah. sort of like you said is like at the end they and, and even in that ending fight when they're going through the pharmacy company, they like just rotate between uh, every shot I do is a headshot and then ah oh, shit uh, this guy's beating us up because there's some gas in a room and it's like I, it, it it's, was just like it, you guys confusing. need to pick because there's the, we were shown that the two of them in handcuffs kill a. A yes. armored personal carrier full of armed it's, it's Kevlar armed guys with guns. Yes, six it's people six with guns. Six dudes while they're chained up between them. So what, what we're what we're led to believe is that not only are they pretty good at fighting because they they they've experienced so much combat that they they're just honed, but also that they like they don't experience pain. So they could like jab their hand like into your eyes or something you know what i mean like they could just like yes. go at you like a feral animal with no with no concern over their over the wounds they take like like wolverine would do you know what i mean like they're just like they're not concerned about hurting themselves so they're like they'll like rip you to the ground they'll like bend their arms around you and like tear at your throat with their fingernails that's the that's, that's the gist that we're given by that scene yet they get carried onto like in, into a lab by like three guys with like one pistol and i'm like just start fucking 
going at them, man. <laughs> like, just start biting noses. Here's my like, question. When you guys what? were in the plane, why didn't you just try to fight your way off? It's in a plane. If it crashes, you'll probably live because you're immortal. And, and I know No sounds, one else will. I know it sounds nitpicky, but it's just because like, I want, like, it, it's kind of like when you establish a superhero's limits. The, the fun of that is that you then know that, like, Spider-Man can't, Spider-Man shouldn't be shot. It's bad for Spider-Man to yes. be shot. So when he's in scenes where people are shooting at him, there's like some tension in your brain. Like, you know yes. that there is and some and he's not just like, I'm going to run in here and just, you know, because I can get shot. Nothing's, you know, that's, it, we talked about it in Man of Steel. My problem with Superman is there's no threat for Superman. So every fight would just end instantly. He would just fly through the ceiling and kill whoever he was fighting and just move on. So yeah, when you when you set up those things and then they change from scene to scene, because they yeah. also they also introduce uh, the idea that at some point, and they don't know why, uh, some of them just lose their immortality and they don't heal anymore. And you're like, oh okay, well definitely, I mean again in the paint by numbers, like as they introduce stuff, you're like, okay, when they introduce the idea of this uh, Quien and she's you know, in the ocean. I was like, all right, she's going to come back. It's going to definitely be post-credits. Uh, they introduced that you can lose your mor- mortality. I was like, all right, Andy's definitely going to lose her mortality because, you know, she's the main character and that would be the most impactful. And, and they the just oldest. sort of, yes, and they just sort of toss this stuff in and I'm like, oh, and now there's a new immortal so it makes sense. Maybe every time there's a new one, one of the old ones has to die because there can only ever be five of them or whatever. But... um I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm with you on this because the other thing that I found uh, a, like a little bit of a letdown with this film is the hint of like we dream of each other when we're not near each other and that our mortality can, can sometimes fade and sometimes we feel like our wounds don't heal or it's slow or we know it comes to an end. It all oh. kind of It all kind of hints at like a greater idea or that like the dream... Because there's so much cool stuff like suggested by this like eternal universal connection this like universal system that they're uh a a parts of but don't understand yet what i just said is the totality of what they delve into and it's also it's again what i was gonna say is they make this idea that like eventually your wounds may not heal but they appear to never take that into account they're just like i can get shot i don't care i'll probably heal like they never seem worried about being injured like, only Andy, because she realizes she's going to die if she gets killed. But, like, everybody else is still like, I'll just let somebody shoot me. It's fine. So that was sort of weird. But then you kind of bring up something else, which uh, is odd. Is So they introduce this idea that they dream about each other when they're not together, right? And right. the girl has a dream about Quinn drowning in the ocean. But she's not in the ocean. Or she is she just found at, at six months later? Because that's what I mean. It's like at the end of the movie, I was like, wait, they know she was still in the ocean, right? Like, wouldn't it make more sense? So it was just, you know, again, where it's like, I don't understand. And does that mean every night they're dreaming of a person drowning? Because that would be horrifying. You'd never sleep. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting. I think they suggest that. And that, again, interesting things to delve into. Because here's some things I liked that they explored. Other than that, they're like killing machines. I, I super enjoyed that we got a peek uh, at, like, them just, like, what comes from a long life that isn't just murder talents. I love the scene where uh, where, where Andy is, descri- is like, breaking down the ingredients in one of her favorite, like, 
desserts because yes, she's baklava. She, that's her superpower. Because she's eaten so much that she has this like refined palate. I thought that was excellent. I wanted them to explore all the other eyed things that would come with a long life, like like them, like we said before, to joke about all the people that they've like they've known throughout their lifetimes, or how they how they once met Shakespeare or something. I wanted them to like yes, talk they, about they that. They kind of hinted at one point about uh, like her maybe knowing uh, Rodan, and the one guy's like, "Oh, she probably fucked him," and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of interesting." But I was like, I. I was waiting for like more bits. Like, yeah, I thought I was like, I was like, wouldn't it be funny if, uh, the one, one of the guys, I don't care which one, uh, like the girl, uh, Niall gets his iPod and she realizes that all he has is like old broke music because like, that's the period of music since he's lived through all of it that he was super into. And so he only listens, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, when you get somebody who like was raised yes. in the eighties, their their iPod is full of just like the eighties. Like, wouldn't it have been interesting if, if Booker's iPod was just all broke music from when Napoleon was around? And I was like, wouldn't that have been like kind of funny to be like, Oh, yeah, like nobody they but they all seem to just listen to whatever was popular currently. <laughs> Mostly like weird techno pop and hip hop. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Oh. So there was like like you said, I wish they had done more explored more of their background, but also done like more bits about the fact that like you said they've lived forever you know like i don't know if you ever watched like the highlander tv show there's a lot of bits like that where they like point out to be like if you live forever you would eventually become like there'd be like things you're really into or you would be living in certain periods of time that you remember fondly or whatever you know and it's they just didn't really do any of that which i i mean if the movie was really two hours which you said it was so you know it, they, it they might used actually, a lot of their time it could have actually be like a really good netflix series you know this is yeah this was i think the first time that i've seen because let's face it a lot of times like comic book to tv show adaptions are bad uh like i know everybody loved umbrella academy but it is it's probably the worst adaption i've ever seen in my life it has nothing to do with the comic other than the fact that the characters all have the same names uh there's very little right it's just the, it's, it's, it's just the, it's the launching pad for an, yeah. a whole new story and yeah. it and it it falters because it's very much like if you watch the marvel tv shows daredevil punisher they all should have been eight episodes but they're all 13 because that's like how you that's like a magic number for netflix so every season is four episodes too long so they they have to like kill off the first villain and bring in a new one or you know something else so this time, though, while watching this, I was like, this would have been a much better TV series. Because they could have spent episodes... Like, you wouldn't have felt like if there was an episode where they were doing something and there was, like, a full, like, 20 minutes out of a 40-minute episode devoted to Andy and Quinn's relationship or them living during the Middle Ages, you wouldn't have been like, this is bullshit. Like, this is just filler. Because it would have been interesting filler that would have fleshed out the characters and so, yeah, I feel like you're right. It probably could have been a better TV show. And this is a good criticism because I think what we're agreeing on is that there was there was there's so much potential for more from this yeah. setup and these characters that that is a little bit missing, which makes the the ultimate plot of people want to get us for our DN for our immortality. Mm -hmm. uh, they got us a little bit. <clears throat> Never mind, we got it. We're fine. Like it, it, it's a little too simplistic but that's what you have to have for a two-hour film you can't yes you like you said you can't spend you know an hour of it delving into what, what it was like in year 3000 <laughs> and how that yeah, made yeah. andy a different person you have to stick with like a conventional plot so yeah i think it, i think it would be probably do, do better as a series yeah it would have uh, been great uh which is like you said it, it is a good sign because i 
as much as we're sort of nitpicking and criticizing this movie, I, I there was no point when I was watching it where I was like, well, this is not a good movie. It, it is very, like I said, paint by numbers. The story is is generic. Like, people are immortal. Oh, of course somebody wants to get them to see if they can figure out the secret to immortality. That's like the most basic plot for a story about people who can't die. And then, you know, the, like I said, there's not that, there's no real surprise in the movie. Bo- I guess the only Booker's- surprise was... Booker's Booker's like uh, you know uh uh Booker's turn I think is the only thing that's a surprise but that's almost I, like a bad surprise because you don't expect yes. it. I will say this. I figured one of them was a traitor. I did not think it was Booker. Right. And to but when they got those two guys I was like, "Oh, so Booker turned them in?" Or I was like, "Or did I was like there's still a chance that it's Niall cuz she wants to get away and go back to her family." And I was like, "That'd be a weird plot point." The one thing that i thought like paint by numbers wise that didn't happen was i thought when they pushed merrick out the window and they were um they were helping her up i thought he was going to come back to life as an immortal because i was like that would be like the most cliche dumb thing to have happen and when it didn't happen it surprised me but in like a way where i was like oh thank god if they had done that i would have been like god damn it this is stupid so I was, because you know what I mean? Like, that's like the most cliche ending. Oh, the bad guy turns out to be one of us, you know? So I was yeah. really glad that didn't end up being the plot. You know what would be fun to do? And this is also ties into a note I had, uh, if they did do a series, is they should definitely introduce a new immortal who's not a fighter. <laughs> yes. Because because there's something that they don't discuss, which is that Andy, we don't know who she was before her, like, her immortality began, whatever that is. Because it seems like it begins, because they all stop aging at a certain they time. all die at some point and if you'll notice they all die in combat except for we don't know what happens to andy and i guess right Mien, they don't really explain why she's in the desert but she right. must already be an immortal by then because otherwise andy couldn't have found her right yeah so so the characters become immortal at some point almost like a vampire and then they stop aging at whatever that age is because they're at different ages right mm-hmm. and, yeah and they, yeah. they couldn't have been immortal from birth because if you were like Ten, if 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 Niall was like ten and like cut her hand or it's like scraped her hand biking and it went back together, yes. I think she would have noticed. Um, so your immortality like begins. It seems to click in when you die. When you die, and for all characters, exclusively it was in combat, but they don't mm-hmm. talk about that commonality between them. But I would like to think that it's not specifically have to do with combat. I would like to wonder, <laughs> what if like. I suddenly wake up, woke up when I was immortal, and they came to get me. You know, like I want them to find a character yeah, that like sucks. Yeah, like a nerdy guy. Yeah, a character that sucks. <laughs> Just like some guy's like, what's your specialty? And you're like, yeah, I served in a war. <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> I was part of the console wars. There's also yeah, some, yeah, it would speaking be of which, but, there are some yeah. jokes in the comic about how like Andy's like, tr- like fucking up trying to use her phone because she still hasn't gotten used to like She's like, they keep changing the phones just when I get used to them. Like, I'm not used to technology. It's, it's, it, even though it's been around for a long time, it's, it still struggles. She still, still struggles with it. And Booker's better at it because I guess he's younger, like, in the span of things. That was a fun, that was a fun little note. But yeah, you're missing some of those little, like, quirks. Yeah, you're uh, missing some of those little, like, bits in there. Yeah. And I guess maybe, like, the fire thing is they, they eventually tie in to supposed to be that throughout time because they don't, and this is the other thing is, you get the feeling, but they don't really, like, I feel like an average person watching this may not have understood that, like, they're not, they don't go and fight in wars, really. 
they fight for causes. Like, the photo he has where he sees them as old, they're Union soldiers during the Civil War. So they're fighting against the South and everything it represented, you know, for the Civil War. They talk about how they fight for causes after they all give up fighting for just fighting. And then he points out that, like, over the last 150 years, all of the times they've done, like, these humanitarian efforts where they've gone in and killed people, but the people they've saved have ended up doing something important and valuable. And so I was like, is that supposed to be it? Is that why they're all warriors? Is because they're supposed to go and, like, right wrongs and stuff? And it seems like at one point they all think they're supposed to be fixing the world in the beginning, but then that idea gets dropped instantly. Because they keep, like, you know what I mean? Where she's like, I don't care, the world can burn. And I'm like, wait. Do you guys have, like, some sort of divine edict that tells you you're supposed to keep doing good things? No, it's never brought up again. So, yeah, I, I want to know, know more about that. And I also, I found, like, I found a hard time, like, buying even the solution they had, which is that, you know, the people that you've saved over the years have gone on to do great things. It, it feels flimsy because... It still wouldn't give me a lot of hope that what I was doing was helpful because, like, people yes. die. Like, the majority of deaths globally throughout history are accidents or negligence. Like, yes. you know what I mean? It's not, it, there, yeah. th- there isn't such ubiquitous murder and war that everyone can be saved by you showing up and just ending war or, like. Well, I mean, like, even if you do too, it's like, I mean, you save six people during World War II, 40 million of them still are gone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what, the, what did those people do that you missed out on? At the end of Band of Brothers, they talk about all the people that lived through, like, D-Day and all this horrible shit who, like, die because they're, like, Jeep crashed on the way to the airport. Yes. Like, yeah, like, like the everyone came can home just... and got hit by a drunk driver. Yes, everyone can just fucking die whenever, N- not to be too grim. So, like, that 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 concept is just, I don't know, a, a little a little untenable. <laughs> as, as, well, like, the thing, as, like, the a thing that got me is when he was like, you don't realize the good you do. And I was like, holy shit, this is the plot to fucking It's a Wonderful Life. Like, you know, he, he he realizes that by him not being alive, all of these different things happen. Like, he saved his brother, who or I forget who he saves, who in D-Day saves all these soldiers during, uh, by pulling them out of, like, a burning uh, landing craft. And then he finds out that, you know, something else happened, and this happened, and you're just like, oh, okay, you know, one person's life touches. So if he lives 6,000 years, yeah, he probably touched a few people's lives. But Also... There's also a famous story, and I don't know if it's real, but it's kind of irrelevant because it, it still fills my point, which is that like there is like a, an individual who eventually became aware that they were they knew Adolf Hitler in in where when he served uh, in the army and that he saved his life from like some incident. So like he like rescued Adolf Hitler and 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 uh, was aware of that. You know, at some point in his life, like when World War II began, I don't know if that's legit or not, but I'm not going to hold anyone to it. But the point is, is that that could also be the result yes, of what you yeah. do. <laughs> that's what I was wondering. I was like, so you're telling me like no person like side that they side saved ended up being like a date rapist or something like even just like not like on global scale of evil, but just evil. Not one of them was like, oh, that guy shot somebody. Yeah. Stealing some, if like, you pan, if you pan the bars. If you pan the camera behind his like uh his like 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 pin the guy board. yeah yeah who like <laughs> who created the cure for polio there's some all, guy who like dumped on people's porches yeah 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 all the people who did bad things are 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 <laughs> that they saved are on the back of that uh the back of that board that that is also the billboard thing I found this to be this was like another moment where I was like nobody watched this movie in order in the beginning she's in the background of a selfie. 
and she offers to take a picture so she can delete the the selfie that she's in the background of then at the end of the movie which they do like a real like forrest gump thing where they've like in some cases very poorly photoshopped oh yeah five of them some of them are like the worst photoshops i've ever seen in my life but they photoshop them in and it's not like they're in the background of like you know there's like a picture of like refugees and like faded like you know soft in the background and he's like magnified it she's in a jeep it's like uh the selma march the one guy's there and he's like right behind martin luther king and then there was another one i forget what it was it's like they're like all these iconic pictures of like tragic events and important events in the last 50 years like you know the freeing of uh the people in like the munich olympic thing like all this stuff and they are like featured so prominently <laughs> in the photo that you're like it almost feels like they're more in focus than the subject matter and i was like wait she didn't want to be in a selfie but she didn't notice like 60 people from nbc taking photos of her after she like helped save somebody during a uh, a plane hijacking and i just yeah. i was like come on guys like if, and she's like, we gotta be hidden. It's like, good fucking luck, man. What's this guy supposed to do? You assholes try to be in every picture you can find. I also like the idea that someone could not feel insane uh, researching that. You know what I mean? Like, yes. uh, uh, because like people post in very convincing images all over the internet of like what looks like a young Keanu Reeves in an old yeah. Baroque painting. And like, and like a young uh, Nicolas Cage from uh, the Civil War. Yeah, I would have an extremely hard time looking at those pictures and being like, I'm on to an international, like, uh, yes. global global immortality, like, <laughs> conspiracy. It would be hard to track that. But I, 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 I do appreciate the idea that someone has been, like, noticing them. That would obviously be the, the case. That obviously justifies the idea that they should Yeah, but it, it is funny, like... Because, like, in most of the pictures, like, they're not... Like, you know, they'll be, like, wearing sunglasses or something. But you know who they are because, like, they're clearly, like I said, very poorly photoshopped in some of them. But it is, like, weird that, you know, you would think, like, if you saw that, you'd be like, well, they just kind of look like them, you know? And the Civil War picture was hilarious because I was like, they didn't just get them, like, the studio that made this movie didn't have access to Civil War reenactor costumes. They could have put them in and took a picture. They literally used a real photo and just photoshopped their faces into it, I think. Or it's, it's, but it's like, no photo from the Civil War looks that good. I would also it's... love in that scene a bit where, like, they're looking over all the billboards and being told, like, hey, the, the, you know, we've done more good than we realize. And then one of them just kind of lean over and pull, like, a Polaroid off the wall and be like, that's not me. Who's <laughs> <laughs> this guy? I was never in Belarus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would really I enjoy a, a, a bit like that. That would really be really uh, enjoyable uh, to see. Um, so to, to switch topics uh, at, at the end here, because we talked like how the plot is very good. It's very serviceable. At times it's got like fun depth into the, who the characters are, but most of the time it's a little too uh, point A to point B. What about the, uh, the fight sequences? Because uh, I thought the, the opening fight sequence when they are ambushed and then come back to life and like slaughter everybody. Um, was particularly dramatic, like because as mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier, like they're like ricocheting guns off the ground. Also, I like that the infiltration answered a question for me because as they arrive and they're in the helicopter and they're strapped with old medieval swords and axes, yes. and I was like, what? I, 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 what do you need? What do you need that for? Like, if you have a gun, like what's that for? But then, like 
as they arrive on the base, the one guy swords two guys to death quietly. And I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. kind of, does kind of make sense. But then someone else uses a silencer, which, by the way, silencers don't use that. Don't work with that. Uh, someone else yeah. uses a silencer. Silencers and I was in like, movies work so great. And I was like, well, now it seems less. You've just disproven your need for the weapons. Because it is awesome. Yeah, it's, anytime it's, they use one of their blades, the gun would have been fine. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and that was that was another point. Like, I really liked that fight scene. I thought it was well done. But I was kind of disappointed that when they stood up after they had been killed, I thought it would have been much better if each one of them was just, like, looked at, like dropped their gun and pulled whatever bizarre, like, old world weapon they had and then just, like, rushed into them. And the whole fight had been, like, those guys trying to fire their guns while they're just being, like, hacked to death by an axe and a scimitar and, you know, a broadsword and... I guess some sort of cavalry sword. I don't really know what. Yeah, that's, that's actually a fun idea because, like, when they, when they, uh, when they kind of get up, the 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 ambushers are uh, the reason the ambushers don't immediately shoot them a second time is because they're all like they just finished combat and they are like checking on their mission or whatever and they're not reloading. Yeah, it's sort of silly. They all turn around. Not one of them is looking at them. I was like, seriously, it is a little silly. Soldiers, they would have reloaded immediately. Also, in the book, they they respond like they don't even like. In in that scene, they don't even like oh, go down all the way. You know what I mean? Like some of them like drop to their knees and go, "Oh, I see," and then they get up and kill everybody. Um, so there wasn't even like that serious death in the in the comic. But I guess I agree with what you're saying is that you know there's a moments for like a, a clever turn to the film where it's like, yeah, everyone in the room has just expended their ammunition or whatever, you know, in that fight. And so as they get up, they're the only ones who brought backups, you know, in in the form of their old weapons, which I think would be a fun showcasing of their talents. But still, that yeah, fight... I just thought it would have been kind of like a more... Because I like the fight scenes, but you are right. They are very John Wick. I don't think any of the scenes even actually meet the choreography of the first one. I think is what I found most No, no. I think, yeah, they all kind of go... The first one is like... Uh, the end when he's in the continental of the, in the third John Wick movie where he's just like walking around pushing people around and shooting them repeatedly because they're wearing body armor. Yeah. And it's like, that's the way the first one was where it was like this absurd choreograph, like people punching each other and like trying to smack guns out of the way and then, you know, grabbing guns off the ground and shooting somebody and then picking up a knife or whatever. And then later, like the, when they're in the pharma thing, they're just literally just walking around shooting people in the head. Yeah, it's just like slow, like tactical, like room clearing. People lean out and they just shoot the guy in the head. Yeah, and I was it, like, I was like, it oh, this loses, is really disappointing. It loses its luster and it never accelerates to a point where they're having like a full gun battle in some big set piece. They just kind of run down hallways for the last act and shoot mm-hmm. people at corners, and then it, that's like the rest of the movie. And I was, I was disappointed when she comes up against that big guy in the like the skywalk and it's Andy and she's lost her power. I really wanted him to like say something to be like, Oh, you're, you know, like kind of insult her for being like a, you know, a slight woman, you know, and kind of do like the sexist macho soldier kind of thing. And then have him charge at her and just basically have her like take him apart and like slowly and just, you know, beat him near to death. And then just be like, you know, like to like kind of show that like she's lived so long just because somebody's big doesn't mean they're all of a sudden i know she's like slightly wounded but come on you know i mean it's not like she's not a deal with pain when she gets killed it hurts really bad you know so i just was kind of hoping there'd be a little something more there because she kind of gets beat up too much i thought i was like that would have been one of those times where i would have been fine with the character being like invincible in a fight 
and sort of set up like you know that this guy is talking down to her or whatever because you know he's like how could a woman be as good a fighter as some beefy dude yeah because she's lived forever because they don't have powers but the one power that they do have in combat is that they, they can't be shaken you know what i mean like they're they've seen yeah. it all they've experienced all the depths of, of of pain so they should be unbeatable so almost the fact that she's like walking through you know the facility like constantly like upset about her her abdomen wound almost doesn't even track because you think that she would just be this unstoppable you know uh yeah, it, train and then you also feel like they set her up like she takes out an entire squadron or whatever like she kills i think it's like 15 20 people at the church and she gets wounded once because that's when she's lost her immortality so she gets stabbed once in the shoulder she kills like 20 people and never even gets hit to know that you know what i mean like that she she would have known otherwise if she had been shot or anything so then later though she's even though, like she's slightly wounded and she it's like she can't do anything i, I was just like well no you've set up that she's unstoppable basically which makes sense i mean if you you know they say if you practice a craft for 10,000 hours you can become a master at it she's been alive for 6,000 years i'm sure she's become a master at murder so i, I would have just liked them to like have really showcase at the end her like doing something badass and then she could have been like you know ah and like lifted up her shirt and seen that like she had pulled all the stitches out or whatever and she was bleeding yeah no i i, I agree there's just like a level of like uh i don't know like like e- extrapolation of like the stuff that they tell you in the beginning you expect there to be an evolution of those ideas or, or, or to see them sort of like, it's why you like, uh, it's why people like the um, uh, Jason Bourne movies or whatever. It's like, it's not that Jason Bourne like flips into a room and shoots 10 people and then like moves on and we're like, cool, he's very good at guns. It's because like he checks his watch and like figures stuff out in advance and does like clever, th- you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. moments where he's he's utilizing his expertise to be like the smartest guy in any room before the fight starts. And then while it's going on, he's doing very interesting things for a moment. You're like, why did he do that? Oh, it's so he can set up this. And you're waiting for like these exceptionally intelligent and experienced characters to have those moments. But like we said, like much of the f- finale, even though it's good gunplay, it's, Good gunplay for a movie where people are just regular tough guys, not one where yeah. they're immortal people yeah, who have like, seen all forms of war <laughs> and know it all. You know, if you're making a movie like SWAT or something, you know, where it's just like a group of people who are like, yeah, I trained, I can walk through a room and shoot people, perfectly fine gunplay. But like, when three of the people in the fight or four of the people in the fight cannot be killed, it was sort of disappointing. Yeah, yeah, that they 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 don't have like a level of uh of 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 exceptional like skills uh beyond that of a mortal man that you would hope to see and they don't like you said like they start off with that one really great fight scene and then it's the rest are fine and they're serviceable but like even the fight in the um church you only see her kill two people two or three people and then she's out they cut away and then they walk in and everybody's dead so it is sort of weird that you'd like front load this really great fight scene and then just be like, got bad news, guys. It's downhill from here. Yeah. Um, another one of my notes that I didn't get to mention earlier is I think one of the reasons that the flashback scene didn't work for me is that everyone's teeth are too good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is something when they are in the prison, her and Quinn, and they're talking about how they'll be you know, being burned alive or whatever, and she smiles 
instantly I thought I should have put in fake teeth or at least rubbed like something on them to make them not look white. Yeah, I'm like her teeth are she per- she has veneers. Yeah, they're perfect. Like movie, most celebrities, movie, you know, movie star teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like when the rocks in the the mummy, and he like opens his mouth, and he's like, "Bro, nobody had teeth like that back then. Nobody in real life has teeth like that." <laughs> yeah, so it it was. I did notice that. It is weird those little things though that do catch your eyes because you would just be like, "Your your teeth are too white." It's very alarming. Well, I, was there anything else you had in your notes? Um, no, no. I think I think I, I think I covered what I wanted to talk about. Again, again, like like I said at the top, it was a very competent movie, and and like we were just saying before, like I almost just its its major flaw is that it didn't give itself enough time to further develop the characters. I wanted to know more about their out of combat skills. I wanted to know more about their history and what they've seen and i wanted to i wanted to see their like combat skills come to some like extra level and none of that kind of comes in at the end but what we do get is extremely well shot and choreographed i think i was also really impressed with something we had mentioned in the fight scenes is that there's one or two parts where this is not true but most of the time they they stay with the fighters they stay with them especially the airplane hand-to-hand combat you get to watch like every yeah. every flip, every counter, every arm turn and and pin. It's all in like very clean clean camera steady, which is why people liked John Wick because you could watch mm-hmm. John Wick go from A to B and you don't get weird cuts. You watch him reload. You watch him like pivot turn, do all of his like movements. That all tracks and people like it. So the movie does a good job with that in most of the fights. Um uh, unlike uh, unlike the one that always stuck out to me as like a real failure of that, which was uh, Batman Begins, where it's like they shake the camera so much you have zero yes. clue who is winning and who's punching, and if anyone's punching or they're just like sitting down and <laughs> I can't tell because the camera won't stop shaking. So yeah, I, yeah, I or like those like rapid cuts where you're just like this could just be still frames of people standing and not moving. I wouldn't know if they were actually fighting. Yeah, and so I have to give the movie credit for. Clearly, they they did very good fight choreography because you mm-hmm. can see you can see it play out in almost every scene. So I have to give them credit for that because whether it's stunt or I assume the actors doing some of their own, uh, it's 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 really impressive. Yes, yeah, so I think it comes down to: Would you recommend people watch this? I would. Yes, Go, watch the old guard. It's a little bit longer, but you won't think about how long it is. I I, I assume uh, based on the fact that we're two curmudgeons and we enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, go definitely watch it. There is definitely like I think some some bait for a sequel, so there, there could be reason to invest in it a second time. Oh, it's it's already there's a sequel coming. I they already greenlit it because it it did so well when it was released. Yes, I, I would also say watch it. Like as much as we've kind of ragged on it here, you know, and sort of nitpicked it, which is sort of the premise of the show, so nobody get too offended. Chill. Um, <laughs> uh, I I did enjoy it. like no point while watching it was I was like this movie's too long you know and to me that's that's the easiest way to tell if a movie's bad if you if you're ever watching a movie and you think how much longer is left or ah this is like how long have you know you start thinking about time frame real world time frame the movie's failed like you should you know you should be invested enough that you forget that time is passing so I enjoyed it like I said despite us nitpicking it there were some things I definitely didn't like it and I like I said it's it's very paint by numbers but it's well done paint by numbers you know what I mean it, it's yes. not like the sloppy kind where you're you know each 
like there's no justification for the the next movement into the next scene to be like oh well this is going to happen because i don't know they just need to end up at the pharmacy company so something happens to get them there it's well plotted out and, and set up so I'm, I'm hoping the sequels are good i may actually check out the comic now you, you said it was good and i enjoyed the show if you if you like Greg Rucka, which I think we've established that you do, mm-hmm. um, it is very Greg Rucka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So which I'm, is which is a compliment. And I'm looking for. It makes me want to read it because, like you said, I think our biggest complaint about this is we just wanted more of it. Like I, I yeah. not, it, and I think you actually hit it. I didn't think about it until you really said it. But this would have been such a better choice for a TV series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just. I mean, it probably would have been too Which, expensive to make because I can't imagine Charlize is real cheap. But I just, yeah, it would have been a perfect... Because I think this would have been one of those few times where... Because that's one of my biggest complaints in TV shows is when they do flashbacks or they have those like stories that go nowhere and they're just sort of built in to fill time. You know, like I the Witcher TV show, I enjoyed it. I didn't need like four episodes showing how Yennefer became a sorceress. Like... It's not really that interesting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it. One episode would have been enough. You didn't have to keep going back and back. Like, I, I'm more interested in what happens with Siri, what happens with Geralt. So some of those episodes or some of those kind of events, like I said, the Marvel TV shows are prime examples, especially the first run of Nick, uh, Luke Cage, where they take the super interesting villain they created and then kill him off and restart with a terrible villain for the last, like, five episodes. And you're like, wow, oh, this is really bad now. This would have been the perfect time to be like, oh, there was a wasted episode. No, because I got to see an entire story about those two guys fighting the Crusades and constantly killing each other in the desert or whatever. You know, it would have been yeah the, worth something to learn about them. As a quick as a quick blip of that, there's a there's a whole like uh, partial sequence in the in the comic about Andy like settling down with someone for a while, like trying to just live a normal life, and then watching that person grow old and and have to figure out what they're supposed to do when she's still like a a 30 something woman and and her husband is like 80 90 years old like ready to die it's like how how do you fucking do that like and and that was that that kind of exploration is more interesting than just watching them do some lazy tactical headshots yeah yeah so in closing watch it tell us what you think i don't know uh, like I said, our friend Schulte suggested this movie, so we we did it uh, because of his suggestion. If you have a suggestion for a film or uh, something you'd like to see us do for the pilot project, Ooh. let us know. Uh, send a message via our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook page, our SoundCloud page. All of them are NAOS Pod. So until next week, be safe. Live forever. <laughs>